the City of Angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 241 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. Yes, we're here. Yes, we're live. It's happening. We're going home, back to our house. Going to play another good one. Got a hard-fought draw. Can't feel bad about that. So, hey, we got a lot to talk about. Bam's in the house. Tony's in the house. Bam, how are you doing today? Doing all right. Doing all right. Just been busy week. We getting stuff done around the house. So, it's getting there. That's for sure. Just slowly but surely, right? Getting a little better. Getting a little stronger. Doing what you got to do. And then exactly. hopefully coming out to meet us at some point this year. We're all hopefully, hopefully for that. So we'll keep plan, you all posted when he's in town. Yes, yes. Definitely, definitely. I'll let you know when I'm at the tailgate with Tim Tams. There it is. Game on. My daughter will be hounding you for those. I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tony is here as well. He's like uh, counting stickers or something like that, uh, doing his thing. Tony, how are you doing? Oh, there we doing, go. Doing pretty well. It's my it's my background. I sticker bomb the crap out of it just to, just to keep it. But I'm doing pretty well. Hot day today. I was doing a lot of houses today to get prepared for this weekend. So doing pretty well. I'm excited for this weekend, 100%. A, bu- a busy man. I know he was doing some TIFO work this week, supporter work, mm-hmm. getting it done. All-time hero for us this week because it was a tough one, that's for sure. Uh, but we're here. We're here for you guys. We're here to make it happen, talk about an amazing, I, I think, a really good draw for us. I know everybody's like, it wasn't, it was a draw. Who cares, man? It was in, is in Seattle. Uh, we'll talk about the Red Bulls for sure. A couple of rumors and news that was floating around. A celebration, of course, for a, a player getting on the board for us. We should have we counted, but we all know we did it. Uh, but yes, good news, that's for sure. So let's get right into it with the breaking rumors and news and all that. Uh, Tony, what's going on, on the Vela front, man? Um, nothing has been confirmed. If you guys listened to the last interview he had after the game, um, he pretty much kind of said that he's not, he wants to continue with us, but if it doesn't, he will look for other work elsewhere. So nothing is confirmed. I don't know if this is a ploy by him to get more money or if there's something that we don't know. I find it really interesting that from the club, you're hearing, oh, we're close. It's going to happen. It's good. We're good. We're good. And from the player is like talking exit options. It's a little strange. It really is. Uh, I hope it works out as long as the price is right. That's probably the situation at hand is the numbers aren't where they need to be. They're not quite meeting yet. Terms are probably correct. That's what it sounds like. But uh, Cherandolo, I thought what he said was interesting too. Like we'll find out when the time runs out. Well, Guys, the time runs out on Wednesday, next week. We have less than a week before his contract runs out. Basically, that would be his last game with us if a deal doesn't happen. So those of you going to the game next Wednesday or you want to go to the game, yeah, get your ticket secured because that could be the the curtain call for Carlos Vela unless a deal gets done. I can't imagine it would be like that brutal, but it's football, man. You never know. Bam, what's your take hearing all these interesting, like, talking past each other kind of comments the clock's ticking the clock is ticking it's less than a, 
what his contract officially ends on the 30th. So that's seven days. That's yeah. clock is ticking. It's one week. So yeah, he'll he's got two more games with us, but yeah. after that game, it's coming down. So unless after the midweek game in the, at the press conference at the end, you see him signing the papers, you never know. But the clock is ticking, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens. That that's going to be really interesting if 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 everything comes to a head on Wednesday, because there's other news floating around for Wednesday that that could possibly be like the announcement of Chiellini, like in town Chiellini at that match. Like that's what might be happening on the same day. Could you imagine the end of one chapter and the opening of another in the same day? That's kind of dramatic and emotional for the fan base. If something like that went down, or maybe there's two great announcements. Could you a double? Hmm, that would be dramatic. Uh, so something's happening there. I know you guys saw on social media with with uh, uh, I think it was the Italian consulate, right? That were you know lifting the shirt and mm-hmm. yeah, there was there was some cool cool photo ops going on. Uh, so that's ramping up. Vela, don't know. Other rumors were swirling around with some other players identified as possibly being targets. I don't want to get too crazy on the names. There was one that was a former target that's whose name was brought up again. And then club America, I think got involved there too. Yeah. So we just know it's going to be something offensive. Like that's what it sounds like. We'll just see where we're at um, everywhere else though. I mean, just look at this lineup. Look who's getting healthy. Look, yeah. It's the only place that you could see it really improving at this point as guys get healthy. Yeah, definitely in the attack, right? A little bit more. Uh, uh, and it's not even it's a critical situation, right? We're in first place, but the luxury of having another star player never hurt anybody. So we'll keep you guys posted as we hear more. The rumors are going to start flying real quick here, especially with, what, seven days before the before, well, close to the transfer window opening up, right? I mean, that's pretty much yeah. it. Um, that's it. Well, it's Wednesday. Two weeks. Hey. Yeah, two, two weeks for the transfer window because that opens up on the 7th i believe so mm-hmm. makes it two weeks right so and then interesting yeah which, which i find weird his contract finishes before the transfer window opens who gives him time i guess i guess yeah yeah strange like to, 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 and to with keelini getting yeah it's weird yeah it's weird whatever works man as long as we get a star player and and we keep going and we keep winning then i'm all for it whatever happens as long as it's for the best of the club and the best of uh our ambitions as supporters bring it let's make things happen all right so beyond the crazy news and rumors and all that we had a football match to cover yes we had to go play seattle kind of our another rival i would say who's always been a thorn in our side in big games but we've also hurt them as well one of the few teams that that we actually have a well we actually have a winning record against them believe it or not as good as they are we actually have a good record against them we got to go to their house. We know they've had some injuries, but we also know that they've been getting better and they're gaining strength. And I don't think that was any shock to anybody that was going to be a challenging match, a difficult match on a pitch we really don't like. Uh, and, you know, the lineup kind of, let's be honest, revealed that, that there is an apprehension to things. Uh, looking at our lineup from the start, you're like, okay, that's a little different. You had Arango in the middle, right? He's our striker. We had Musaski on the right. Opoku on the left. Ilde is anchoring the midfield with Blessing and Sifuentes. 
Yeah. Uh, your back line was Ibiaga and Murillo as your center backs. Hollingshead on the right, Palacios on the left. What does that show us? Well, Costa and Vela getting a rest. Brian not even making a trip. We could talk about that all night. Uh, what's going on there? Uh, and then a rookie, Mr. Trejo, getting a call up right before this match. Print up the kit. Get him up there. Let's go. Um, yeah, I mean, you could tell by the lineup it was a protected lineup. Shocked with Vela, but not really shocked on that pitch. Segura not traveling as well. Obviously, it had to be something with the pitch, right? You don't want to mess mess with guys getting back from it. Uh, but, yeah, definitely a protected lineup, uh, but not a bad one. That's for sure. We do have a plethora of talents and options. For the other side, though, there was some little differences. Uh, I know we were talking about a player coming back at center back. And it ended up that Rogan took it anyway. So it was like the game before. Other than that, no real shock in the lineup, I'd say. It's what we expected. Um, four, two, three, one, and here we go. Uh, from the get-go, I'll say style of play was us doing a lot of short passing, a lot of control passing, uh, looking pretty comfortable on their field early. Uh, but, you know, things don't go quite as you plan, right? We know this as LAFC fans, and uh, Tony, biggest highlight of the first half for all of us to go, oh, my Lord, bring it up, man, go for it. The biggest highlight for the first for the first half actually was Sifu, to be honest. If you're talking about who Sifu could just controlling the whole game, but if we're talking about yeah. the if we're talking about the mistake, it was the 38th minute. It was oh sorry, I think it was I think it was the second half because I don't think it's half, but it was honestly just get into it. The biggest mistake of the whole game was Max giving up the goal to us to put us down zero, one uh nil or one nil. Or yeah, it was for yeah, it was it was oof, bad news. Um, you know, it, <laughs> I don't understand what his thought was on the play. I mean, besides him hurrying it, uh, but these are those gaffes we keep that keep killing us, man. Like, like those are the moments that we're like back to this stuff again, right? And it goes into all our heads, and I guess it's in their heads too. Uh, but the whole tipsy ballerina, right? Graceful, mm -hmm. elegant. Oh, oops, fell down again. Um, can't do it, man. Doesn't work. Uh, it's not like he's making mistakes every week, but Max Max knows better, right? He's got to improve upon these things. The focus needs to be there. Could have cost us everything in this match, without a doubt. Um, Bam, you were you got a chance to watch this one early, early in the morning. Um, yeah. Am I the only one thinking that until that mistake happened, we pretty much had control of this thing? We did totally. Like I had my alarm set for. 4.55 a.m. for the 5 a.m. kickoff. So jumped up, stayed in my nice warm bed, watched the game because when it's quite cold in the morning, here, I don't want to get out of bed. Um, first half was really great. An interesting stat came up in the first at halftime by the commentators. While um, drawn at halftime, we had never lost a match. And they'd never won a match drawn at halftime. Really? Really. When I heard that from the commentators, I'm like, that's really interesting. Like, if we're drawn at halftime, we've never lost a match this year. So with that, that was good news for us going into it. So up until the brain fade by Max, which 
the, the fact it's taken him this long to have a brain fade like that, I'm okay with it. Um, right. I feel like this I mean, is like this. There's been a couple. There's been a few distribution oddities from him. Um, but nothing as blatant as this one. This was probably the, the fattest mistake he's had so far. Um, and we know Max. We know how he is. I mean, you know it eats at him. He's the kind of guy that would would be putting in extra time just to think it over, work it out, move on, um, and get ready for the next one. You know, he's a guy I'd expect to come back this week and be just that much better because no, you know, uh, intensely should be there. But yeah, it's it's an odd mistake, but we keep doing these, we keep giving stuff like that away, and uh, we know it costs us. It's cost us in the past, and and again, mentally has to be better. That's for sure. Uh, looking outside of that, I mean, it's not like we got depressed about the whole thing and shut down. They just got back to work, you know, uh, a little annoyed, definitely annoyed. You could tell it on the players' faces, but they weren't done. You know, uh, the intensity was still right. The, their heads were in the right place in terms of, of giving it to this team. Like I said, to me, they look like the better team. They had the better control. More patience on the ball, which, you know, the first half of patience to me was impressive. It really was. Um, I did not expect it to look the way it did in the early stages. But, you know, we found a way, which brings us to the goal itself, Tony. And actually, not even that. I think 73rd minute, there was something there that you wanted to talk about, right? Well, it leads up to the, the pretty much the goal in yeah. the 73 minute. Um, Treo goes in for Moose, which in the 79th minute leads to the assist. And I say this very questionable because MLS is not giving Trejo the assist to Chicho as he heads the ball towards Chicho and Chicho just heads it right into the goal and puts us up tied 1-1 going into the hat going into the rest of the game now I'll say it from the get-go Trejo we know he's been hot for Vegas I didn't see a big drop for him in this game he was in it he was ready for this one he was prepped uh yes short you know sign in the last second but he knows what we do. He knows our system. He's trained with these guys before, and he looked the part. He legit looked the part. Uh, great play by him. Him not getting an assist is criminal. Uh, fix that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, that, that that goal was just pretty. I mean, bang, bang, bang. Like, there's nothing Seattle could do on that play. Not a thing. Um, just watch it, deal with it, move on. Um, they had some chances late. Again, nothing that scared me too much. I think they had one good one. Um, but we had ours as well in this game. And uh, we had to settle for a tie. I think it was the appropriate result, to be honest. I think it was one that we, we if we weren't going to get the win after falling down a goal, I think everybody's satisfied. They can move on. No major injuries. Move on. Go home. Continue moving. If you get a push against a team that's chasing you in the standings, all good. Move on. That's fine. Uh, Bam, your your impressions of the match. Overall. My impressions, overall, my impression of the match was seeing Trejo get out there, get a game for LAFC. He's carrying on what he's doing in Vegas. The fact that he played for Vegas the next day pretty much came on at halftime as a halftime sub for um, Eddie Segura. So Eddie Segura got loaned down to Vegas for the game. So he got some minutes down there. They were playing in San Diego. So not too far. Came away with a two on win down there, but for our game, 
I looked at it and went, was it our best game of the year? No. Did we put our heads down when we went down 1-0? No. We showed the fight that we know that we can show to get back into the game. And that's why my votes for this game was I did three votes to Chicho, two votes to Sifu, and one vote to Murillo. That were my votes for this game. Interesting. Interesting choice. Um, I would give my top to Chicho for getting the job done. Um, uh, number two star, I mean, Ilya was taking a, taking a bit of a beating out there and working, working it and uh, getting kind of overloaded at times. So just for the work rate and getting the job done, I'll give him the second star. And I'm going to give Trejo a, the third star out of a bit of a celebration for him making it up and doing what he's got to do um, and getting an assist he didn't get credit for. It. So there's my picks for today. Tony, where are you at, man? Um, I'm going to go Sifu because he pretty much put in a lot of work today and it showed why he's a highly touted person of why we have him. Um, Danny Trejo for number two because the assist and then also to not even not just not even 24 hours later go back to vegas and score a goal and that's why he puts that's number two and i'll give number one to chicho for the goal or number one one for the goal so there it is yeah that was a great finish man arcing header is beautiful yeah uh bam what were what was the thoughts of our of our of our faithful where were they at on the stars um, a faithful, they were a bit over the place. Um, Sifu, Chicho up there. Um, Trejo ended up getting three points from one of our fans. Um, Vela got a point. Ilya got a couple of points. So a bit over the place with, with the fans as well, So which is good to see. Everyone putting their own thoughts, which this is what this is all about. It's like we want to know what you think. We want to know who you thought put in the hard work who you think had the best games and all that, which is what this is all for. So keep them coming in. Um, we close off the votes half hour before we go live on here. So keep, keep, remember that. So you got up until we go half hour before we go live. So nine o'clock the night that we go live. So keep them coming in during the week. That's for sure. There we are. Yeah. Good stuff, guys. Thank you for voting. We, we so appreciate it. Can't wait to see the trophy uh, story come up as well. Because uh, at the end of the end of it, Brent, uh, Ben, Bam, tell them what happens at the end. How do we tally these things up? Well, at the end, so we go through all your votes and do the top three. We go through our votes to the top three, so they get points that way. End of the season, um, going to be getting a trophy made up for them. We're going to get it over there, and because I probably won't be there at that time of year, we're going to get one of the, try and get one of these boys out to. A training session or the awards night to hopefully present it to the to the winner from as a fan award made up by us. So hopefully it's something that we can keep going for many years down the track and get that going. There we are. Yep. So our first ever award to give out after the fifth season. Uh, yes, it's about time. It's about time. What a way to kick off year five, right? Finally have an MVP award, the actual heart of LAFC award. So, uh, yes, looking forward to seeing how it turns out. Guys, keep voting, keep voting. Uh, gives us our best bet to really know where your guys' heads are at and to get the right person the trophy when this is all said and done. 
All right. So looking beyond uh, community news, sir. Tony, what's going on in the community right now? And uh oh. Did we lose Tony? You see that, Bam? Right? All right. We'll get we'll get back to you, man. Oh wait, you wait, you got it? I'm back. Okay. Okay, we're good. There you go. All right. So I'll do this quickly so that don't glitch out really quick. So um, as you know, Sunday is we have a game this Sunday at 12, and it is Pride Night, uh our Pride game. So for at eight o'clock in the morning, Pride Republic it is doing a sun is doing Sunday breakfast burritos and pride churros for Mo. All the proceeds, pretty much, I believe, go to the Mo Falciani uh, football court, and as well as we're also the Pride fundraiser is still continuing on for the Trevor projects. And <laughs> and then of course what's also going on as well as the Mo Falciani football court is Fascio, still going on. Fascio, 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 sorry. Okay. Mo Fascio court is still going on, so that is still needs to do benefits for it. So keep going the Kickstarter, keep pushing that through moving forward. And also the MLS is doing an auction at MLS MLSauction.com, I believe it's called, and giving off the June 19th jerseys. And as of right now for LAFC, the highest bid jersey at the moment is Danny Treo's. Danny Trejo, there it is. Again, who should have had that? That kit should have been a first assist kit, but a debut also is lovely as well. So, uh, yeah, the price went up quick, man. I know you were trying to get the sleeper uh, sleeper buy, right, Tony? Mm -hmm. I was trying to believe that maybe no one would want Danny Trejo's jersey, and I kind of wanted his first jersey overall, and that went from zero to. $450 real quick in two days. <laughs> hey, it's good, man. I'm happy that it is. It don't, it only helps. So, uh, it, it's, it's gorgeous. I, you know what I really like? I do like the numbers. I think they're really cool. I love the design. And what I think is really awesome. If you look at the game ball this year, the league ball, that pattern is actually, I believe on the ball too. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah, so it's really cool that like they've got holidays and and specialty kits like already mixed into the ball for the season. So it's kind of a tell that those patterns are going to come out related to the ball. I I really like that. A good good idea by MLS. Um, really, it's it's just a, it's just a cool vibe. So uh, yes, definitely donate if you can. Try to get that kit. Whoever gets it, I hope it's one of you guys within the faithful. Uh, definitely tell us if you won. Tell us if you want. Definitely. That, that's so cool. just having a quick look at the um, site now about how much the, they're going for. Uh, Velas is currently at $240. Uh, you've got Cheetos at $150 with only one bid. So you want to get <laughs> want to get in on that. Um, Seafood is at $150. Max is at $160 for the Keeper jersey. Uh, Poku is 150, Mamadou Falls at 190, and Danny Trejo is currently at 350 with 19 bids. Oh, 350. Yeah, there's just un just under 12 days left to bid on that. So if you want to get in on it, get in on it. There's still some that don't have bids at the moment. So shut up. 
<laughs> the, the rookie is the top man. I love it. I love it. That's cool, guys. See, our fans know what's up. They know the importance of that kit for sure. You know, it's one of those, I'm surprised it's even out there. It's his debut, right? But uh, it's there. You know, it's there. Um, something he might want down the line. Just saying, I would. So uh, good, 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 good stuff. All right. So let's talk about comments. Let's jump in there. Let me jump in. Let me see here. And then after comments, we'll get into, you know, the vinyl of the day and we'll move on. We'll move on. All right. Let's see who's first in the mix. Mike is in the mix. Michael, not Mike, 805. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Munir equals El Munir. Oh, gosh. Uh, no, no, no. I, <laughs> no think thank that's, you. Uh, I think that's dropping on the hints that Rich is putting out right now on Twitter about oh, possible. I, I like the El Munir. I kind of miss El Munir. But uh, so, I, yeah, I know it's end of a chapter. That's for sure. Uh, Burke Fournier is in the mix. Banks. Hey, look at this. Uh, good evening, fellas. Just one one question. I think six or seven away wins should be worried about the red the red cows. The Red Bulls are a deceptive team. We're gonna cover them pretty heavy here. They're second ranked in the East. Stats Fifth look overall. a little funky. Yeah, right. And we'll talk about style. I mean, when they say Red Bull, they mean Red Bull. So uh not an easy team to play against, that's for sure. So yeah, man, you're right. It could be a trap with these guys, um, but we'll get into it. That's for sure, man. Uh, Marvin Chavez is if the FO is playing chicken with salary offer, why even renew him if he gets into their demands? Uh, he won't play happy. Then they have to give him what he wants and let him go. Maybe there could be an incentive with that, Marvin. It's business. He said it's business. That's just how it is. He wants to play here. He wants that. He wants that chip. If pot's right. Pot's right. Everybody plays. So we'll see where it's at. Yeah, you can't have a thin skin as a professional athlete, uh, especially in contract negotiations. They tend to be difficult. So even when play, even with players you love, right? Business is business. Right, Bam? Exactly. You know, it's as much as we don't love the fact that football is now a business, it's something we've all got to relate to. Go, you know, it is business. So with that, it's up to them. We've got to do what we got to do and just hope that something will be done in time. Hoping, right, that it happens. But, yeah, you got to accept it. Um, Mr. Bernunez was looking for the upside on contract. Like I said, we don't have one yet. Um, ooh, my cousin jumping on. And I'm just going to say this. My condolences to, to Union Omaha. Uh, we were all pulling for a man, but, dude, what a what a – tough way to, to to bow out man that was pretty brutal but uh justin is here for a message for bam yes that is right happy belated birthday to bam uh, it was his birthday happy birthday my man um we don't talk about ages here right right <laughs> uh yes another old year older if you want to go send stuff his way save it up for when he gets here that's how we're gonna do it that's how we gotta do it so uh Yes, again, happy birthday, Bam. Love it, love it. Thank you, Justin, for reminding us of that. Uh, I don't think, I don't, he's looking at us kind of fun, like, oh, birthday. Bermudez, <laughs> uh, LAFC needs Vela, Vela needs LAFC. Yeah, it would be sad, right, if, if we somehow do something this year and he's not a part of that show, right? It would be sad, that's for sure. 
Uh, Anthony Mernier, why let Vela leave? He's a piece of that MLS Cup. We want to go far in the playoffs. We need Vela. He's a difference maker. Dude, when he's on, he's on. And when he's hungry, we've seen what he can do. Just ask Club America, right? It, you know what he can do. So, yeah, just, again, how much are you going to pay for that? That's the big one. Uh, LEC Beast uh, says, I was disappointed with the draw, but I'll take the draw on the point on the road. I wasn't that disappointed. I was disappointed in, like, the mistake that was made in the match, but our guys played right, you know. That's simple. Uh, Beast. Krupo's mistake, probably a mental breakdown and miscommunication with Ilya. These type of mistakes make me a bit worried. Hopefully it's the only one, right? Um, it just was, to me, it was a bang-bang play. He hurried himself on it and uh, paid the price. Going up the middle low is always going to be a dangerous prospect, right? I mean, you don't usually want to do that, but he did. So, yeah. Uh, Mr. Munez says, let's say Vela scores on Sunday versus Red Bulls. I expect that contract to be signed. Yeah, I expect it to be signed when we beat the Galaxy in their house, and that didn't happen. So, voila. He's got to do something else now. Uh, <laughs> congrats to Sac Republic, speaking of. Right, congrats to Sac Republic on knocking out Carson. Either Sacramento was that good or Carson didn't care about losing. It angers me and confident angers many LAFC fans. Yeah, I'm not laughing because we didn't get the job done. And if Sacramento can get a win there, why can't we? That's my perspective. Yes, it's fun to watch them drop. It's great news for Sacramento. So happy for them. But it hurts more that we aren't there. Um, because if we host that game, right? Sacramento comes to our house, full place, something to celebrate, good for the Opa Cup, good for everybody. Whatever happens on the field happens, but it's a huge lost opportunity, as you see, because you see the other part of the bracket, and it all plays in. You know, Sacramento could get to the final. That's legit. They legit could make it. And uh, hearing Rodrigo Lopez talk about how, you know, the league didn't want us, you know, they because of Sacramento getting rejected as a bid for MLS, like that, that chip on their shoulder. Uh, good on him. Fun fact. It is kind of funny watching Rodrigo Lopez beat the galaxy in Carson. Uh, since, you know, he was a standout for Chivas USA. I think that is absolutely hilarious too. Just one of those things. Um, but good on him for getting it done. Good on them for getting it done. I hope they, I hope they can, Take it, take it in the next round and get to that final. I mean, it would be a great, oh. great news to see a second division side go all the way. I hope yeah, they man. win it all. I hope they win it all. Yeah. It's at the stage where it's, if it's not us lifting it, I want, I don't want any MLS team to lift it. J jump no. on, back to USL teams, back to USL one teams. You know, it was unfortunate what happened to Omaha. Kind of expected, maybe not as bad as it happened, but. For that, I'm just going Sacramento Republic all the way, wanting them to get up and take it. Yeah, I mean, Omaha drove it till the wheels went off. That's exactly what they did. And when they ran out of gas, they ran out of gas. I mean, that, that's what we saw. At, at, at some point, they knew they weren't going to catch anymore. They were sacrificing even more to try to get back into it, right? Because that's, you know, scrambling. And they paid the price throughout this match, and, and it was sad. For Sacramento, they took their moment crazy finish you know for them but that's the kind of stuff that you have to do to get through that's the fun of a one-off cut match so i'm with you bam 
I hope they do it because that makes it real complicated for who goes into the Champions League and it just gets all funky um, and beautiful. And it to me, if a second division team wins the Open Cup, it doesn't cheapen the cup. It actually adds prestige to it because it shows anyone can win. Exactly. The last team it's- to do something in this in this first second division side was the Rochester Rhinos, who now Rochester plays in MLS next. Like, what? Um, yeah, so this it's time. It's time to have something special like this. At least get to the final, man. Be a great, a great story if they could do it. So uh good on Sacramento. Keep it up, boys. Uh, we're all proud of you for what you've done so far. <laughs> B says 20 went into futuristic mode. Smalls. Yeah, right. I was thinking this too. Uh, they only care about beating us. I mean, yeah, it's the one they get up for. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, Marvin Chavez. Crazy Trejo has the most expensive jersey. You think fall would be the most? Nope. Yes, ma'am. His jersey is worth more than any of the cast and players. <laughs> well, of course. We know who has the juice, man. We know we know what the story is. We know we know what's going on here. It's currently the twelfth yeah. most expensive jersey. That's awesome. What do you think the most expensive awesome. jersey is? I've got it right in front of me. Joseph Martinez. What? Yep, seven hundred fifty. That's the most oh, expensive really? one at the moment. Joseph then it's Martinez. Matt. Then it's Matt Turner for six thirty, and then. Steph, Stephen Fry. They're the top three Oof. at the moment. Okay. I could see Matt Turner since he's heading off. Like it's kind of a farewell, right? Mm-hmm. So nice that makes game. sense. And Joseph is Joseph. Atlanta loves him. You're not nobody surprised there. So uh, Marvin says the rumor is Munir El Haddadi. Um, hmm. Okay. See, that's me being off social media for the day. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. We'll see what happens there. Something's up. I know Rich is busy, so uh, yeah, I got no insider on this one, man. I'm, I'm I've been a busy boy this week. Um, Anthony Bermudez, what's your prediction? Do you think Vela resigns? Yes or no? I say he just does because there's other options. Realistic and LSU will pay him. Just my opinion. I think he'll resign. I think they're just going to be one of those 11th hour like would you just sign the paper situations like do you really want to drag it past this he doesn't want to go somewhere else he doesn't no way he's happy here he's made the comment because he needs to make the comment but no i can't i can't see him going elsewhere no he to me he's staying like his house is on the market yet so until that happens he's staying Right until it goes in the market. There you go. All yeah. right. So Michael just confirmed again. Um, uh, Munir El Haddadi, uh, Mohammed from Sevilla, aka transfer rumor from Rich. Okay. All right. Be interesting move. That's for sure. We'll see what happens. Right. Um, yeah. Good stuff, guys. Good. Good for bringing that up. Uh, nice. All right, looking to that, that's their comments for now, so we can get moving on to the next lovely thing. Guys, keep the comments going as we keep going. We're going to cover you guys in a little bit again. All right, so 
Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minute. Yes, we got to make it happen before we move on to the Red Bulls. A little, a little talk about Seattle. All right. So for this week, I decided to go with Soundgarden Super Unknown. Yes, because I'm old. Um, Super Unknown came out in 1994, kids. <laughs> uh, it's one of those albums that you just have to have, right? It's just, if you're looking history of music, it's just something you got to have. You're like, why? Well, hits or singles that came off of that one. We have Spoon Man, The Day I Tried to Live, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, Black Hole Sun, My Wave, Fell on Black Days. Okay. Chris Cornell, at his finest. Check it out, man. It's just absolutely amazing. So that's my choice. Bam, you couldn't disagree with that one, right? Oh, no. It's a great album. Like, it's one of the albums that I have. I listen to at least once every six months. Just put it on, go for a drive. It is a great album all the way. Yeah, I mean, you, you you can't you really can't go wrong with it. Um, again, I I love Soundgarden anyway, so it's just yeah, it's a given. That's the one. All right, cool. So on to the Red Bulls preview and where they're at. Bam, what is going on with the Bulls, man? With the Bulls, um, quite a bit at the moment. So the last three games, besides the three nil win over New York City in the U.S. Open Cup. They've had two wins, a 4-1 win against D.C. and a 2-0 win against Toronto. They were both at home. And they've had one nil, which was, uh, one loss, which was a 2-0 away loss to Charlotte. Um, which is strange, right? Charlotte. But they did. But they did. They did yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so any trends you're noticing so far with, the, with these results? Anything that stood out to you that the reason why, maybe? Um, the last couple of games, like the... They're a lot better at home. They're a better team at home. It's plain and simple with that. Um, going by the outs for the cup game, they're missing a few players with injury, but we'll mm. see. We'll see what happens there. So, all right, we'll cover the lineup in a few seconds here. Tony, give us the good, bad, and the ugly of the New York Red Bulls. So the ugly for us is for them is they're ranked first in away from home so they're a really good away team to score from um they're ranked six in goals for the bad is at 1.6 but the good thing is um they haven't scored in the last two away games they've had hmm interesting interesting okay so a little bit of a jekyll and hyde team consistency is a problem for them uh record of seven wins five draws four losses also suggests that yeah, they throw points away, even though they're second rank in the East. Uh, if you're talking about talented players who they have as options to really hurt us, uh, Morgan would be your top scorer at seven, except didn't he have a hat trick? So that kind of dilutes it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have uh, Luquinas, Kimala with four, uh, Barlow with two. Top assist man is Fernandez with six. After that would be Frankie Amaya with four. Um, Kamala with three. So look at, look at Kamala, man, four goals, three assists. Talk about being a, a producer for your side. And then Lakinius with two assists. So that is where it's at. Interesting stuff about this team and the way they play. It trips me out. Their passing rate is abysmally low. And it's not because they're a bad side. It's because of strategy. It's the way they approach the game. So like they average about a 70% pass success rate. And you're like, Oh, that's trash. Sometimes I've seen it down to 68% in some games. 
And you're like, well, why is it so bad? Well, when they're on in their own half and they want to control the ball, they average about 89%. But when they get into offense, it's it's transition, it's quick counterplay. That's what they go for. And they're not a type of a team that wants to settle the ball back and cycle again. They kind of just want to go at you. So in the opposite opposition's half, they only average about 62%. Why? Again, high tempo hit. That's what they're going for. Um, which is something that could be dangerous for us, right? And so that is what you have to look out for. What are these guys going to do on, on transition? Are they going to quick snap on us? Try to get the counterattack. They will press, right? This is Red Bull. They try to do some of the things we see over there uh, with a different cast, right? But they do try it. Um, that's for sure. Um, forward passing, 43% of their passes are forward. <laughs> Again, uh, not, you know, the laterals, not as much, right? Uh, that's a team that doesn't like to sit in possession. That's their preference. Uh, they do score goals. Um, you know, good, good scoring rate. I think they convert 16% of their shots. Um, about 55 minutes per goal. So it tells you that they tend to score pretty much every match. That's what that means. Okay. So this is not a team that you can sleep on. They can burn you. They aren't going to control the whole game but they know how to, to come at you. Um, of the goals they've scored this year, 20, 21 have been inside the box. You can already see how the counter sets, okay? Only five from outside the box and none on direct kicks. Yeah. Uh, now, looking at the lineup, I'm noticing a trend. I think it's their talisman when I see who's in the lineup. I think the guy that's the story is Mr. Long, Aaron Long. If he's in the lineup, they're fine for the day. If he's not in the lineup... Throw it up in there. We're not sure how they're going to play defensively. Not how they're going to bring it out from the back is going to be questionable. He is that important to that lineup. He is. So, you know, in their last match against New York City FC, their rivals, they actually pay, played a 4-2-3-1. So they tried to clog it up a bit, okay? Uh, Carlos was in goal. He should be in goal against us. Long was a center back, which is not always what he plays. Uh, next to Nealis with Tolkien on the left and Edwards on the right. He did get a red card in that match. Again, does not apply to MLS. He should be available. Uh, they had Cassettis and Amaya as their defensive mid. That's been different too for them. Uh, Lakinius is your playmaker. Number 82, interesting number to choose. Uh, Morgan on the left. Uh, the other Nealis on the right. There's two Nealises on this side, I know. Um, and then Barlow for the match up top. That's not always going to be the case with Barlow up top. Um, really, it's not. Uh, it could be a little different looking. Now, when they went to Toronto and got a 2-0 win, they played three in the back for this. And in this case, uh, they played with basically a 3-4-2-1. Okay, a little bit different. What does that mean? It means your outside midfielders track back when they need to. And we'll play defense at times, but are really looking for that front foot counterattack. That's what they're going to do. Now, if they do that, Long tends to be the left-sided center back. That gives him a little more freedom, too, to pull up when he needs to. Um, Nealis was a center. Edwards on the right. Midfielders would be Nealis on the right side, the other Nealis. Uh, Amaya and Casetas in the center mid. Uh, Tolkien on the left. Morgan and Lakinius were advanced midfielders. Almost withdrawn forward position, kind of tweeners, right? And then Mosso was up top. Again, different kind of kind of setup, okay? Um, and then when we look to the defeated Charlotte, this was the game they didn't have long, 
All right. In this one, they played 4-2-3-1. So they went a little more cautious, just like they did against New York Red Bulls. As you see, they like to change things around. It's not something like this is what they're going to play every week. No, it's a little more dynamic depending on who's available. In that case, Kamala was up top. I would not be surprised if Kamala is the guy that's up top against us. That would be my prediction, I think. Uh, Backline, Nealis Tolkien, Nealis <laughs> Edwards. I could Again, a, one player not available, it costs them. So there you go. Uh, DC United, another story where they scored four goals. Kamala was up top. So I would expect that. So that that is where we're at. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, I'm not sure they're going to play for three, four, two, one against us because I think they respect what we do. I think it might be a little different. Bam, looking at the lineup and who's in and who's out. Uh, how does that affect the starting lineup? Who's missing that we'd normally see in the lineup? Um, normally it's in the lineup, maybe missing Reyes um, with a hamstring. Other than that, a lot of them aren't for the normal starters. Like I was saying, they either play a 4-2-3-1 or a 3-4-2-1. So mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see who they do. As for up top, I think they might even look at starting either Fernandez or Barlow up top. Because Fernandez played in the in the mm-hmm. um, win against Toronto and Barlow was started in the win against City. So are going to be one of those two that starts up top for them? So three different strikers in three different games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's crazy. But, you know, I, I, I just look at the stats with, with Kimala as he's producing. So it's tough to see. Um, if they do play the 3-4-2-1, I'm pretty much guaranteeing you those outside midfielders are going to be collapsing. And probably Morgan and Lakinius will play deeper as well if that's what they go with. Um, I think you're probably thinking the same thing I am, right? They're going to try to to hold in, hold and counter hard. And that's how yeah. they're going to try to yeah. catch us. Yeah. yeah. They'll be going for the counter more than anything. Um, watching the highlights of their game against Toronto, they were just a better team. Um, Toronto, mm-hmm. Toronto isn't the team that we all thought they might be or they used to be. They're just there not anything special at the moment so chemistry is lacking with that side that's that's for sure it is definitely where the with their game against new york it helped against new york city it helped them the fact that tiago got a red card at the 62nd minute for a headbutt so they were down to 10 men for the last 30 minutes of the game now edwards red card as you said doesn't carry over to this game um happened after the game when there was a lot of handbags and punches being thrown between players. So be interesting to see what happens with him. That's how a rivalry match should end. I mean, really, it's a cup match, man. You got to get angry, right? It's the back and yeah. forth. But, uh, yeah, I mean, to me, the Red Bulls, they're going to be dynamic in what they do. They're not going to be completely predictable in the way they set up. They aren't. Um, they, they don't mind cycling players, so it's really hard to tell exactly what's going to happen. You just know they have two preferences, and that's what they run with. And in both cases, it's meant for the counter. That's what we're going to see in this game, which is dangerous for us. We know this historically. It's been dangerous for us. But, yeah, um, again, an Eastern team, we're not completely familiar with them, but we've seen enough to know uh, what, what to expect. Uh, looking at it for us, knowing what they play, 
well, who's available and who's out for us to really affect the lineup? For us, um, we're still waiting to obviously because we took a couple of days before they announced who's actually out for us. Um, be interesting to see if uh, Ismail Trimichardi will be back. He was questionable last game, so whether he'll be back this game. Obviously, I reckon Juniors and Gans will still be out because they're still a little while away from returning. And I think Thomas Romero will be back at New York Lights with the health and safety protocols that he was out for last game. So we'll see there. Vegas. Yeah. With Vegas. So I reckon he'll go back there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see see how tomorrow goes with Vegas. They play tomorrow night. Whether or not Trejo gets another call up for us, whether we loan um, Segura back down to them, they're playing at home to Phoenix tomorrow night. So that will be a big indication of what we'll go with. Yeah, that's not a pushover match, right? Not at all. Um, yeah, if Segura goes down there, I think that pretty much settles it, right? I mean, it would be limited minutes for us if that happens. Right. All right. So looking at who's left, who's available, uh, what are we looking for for the lineup? I'm going to throw it to Tony this time. Tony, what's your starting lineup for this one, man? Max. Escobar. Fall Mario. That's easy. Locked. I would say Holling says, but that's just my dream lineup. And then you can mix it and stuff like that. Midfield doesn't change and forwards do not change at all as well. Interesting. Uh, Bam. I can see us doing the same back line as last game. So Plasso's, Ibiago, Murillo, Holling said. Mid, Sifu, Ilya Acosta. Up top, Chicho Opoku B Rod. The return of B Rod. Yeah, I mean, I, I found it weird he didn't travel, but uh, who knows what that's about. He's not listed anywhere else but available, so I'm going to say he's in. Well, I'm with you on that one. Um, get the story right back line yeah the ibiaga fall <laughs> segura potential i think that's the story but uh trust is a big deal and you gotta wonder that maybe ibiaga's trusted a bit more just to keep things stable back there um i think it's hollings head on the right and palacios on the left i think that's what it's gonna be as much as i love escobar i just think they feel comfortable with who they got right now um, I'm with you, Bam. Definitely, uh, I think this is a Costa getting the start next to Sifu and Ilie. That's what's been working best for us. Guys got some rest and limited minutes in the last match, so it kind of suggests this is the one they get to go all out. So, yeah, uh, I'm there. Um, up front, though, you know, I think, yeah, it's going to be the Vela, Chicho, and B-Rod show. Why would it not be? Why would it not be? So... Why think any different? We need to get the points. We're at home. This is when you put your big guns out and you go take care of business because you're defending your home. That's exactly. my take. Yeah, yeah. Not a shock there. All right. Um, 
four three three, right? I mean, that's what we do. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Unless yeah. we we end up doing a four one four one again. Which but, is fine. Yeah, I, I don't mind the four one four one. You know, as long as me either. That's a good backup lineup for us. Um, I did see that. Start off, we've got uh, Mr. Joe Dickerson taking over the game for us this this week. Ooh, and how has he fared with us? All right. So this year, he's done 12 games, 41.7% home wins, 25% away wins, and 33.3% draws. Averaging 29.17 fouls per game with 5.17 yellows and 0.33 reds. 41.7% home now for okay. yep. For us, he's he's done one game this season for us. He's done two games for New York this season. The one game he did for us was our four two win away to Orlando. Okay. All right. How about New York? New York, he's done two games, both well, we lost Bam there temporarily. Yeah, internet. Repeat that one, Bam. All right. So the two games he's done for New York were both one-one draws to Portland and Crew at home. Wow. So they haven't gotten results with him. We have on the road. That's a sign. That's a sign. Wait. (laughs) Oh God. Wait. What? Go for it. All time. He's done two LAFC home games. Oh God. A loss and a draw. He's Weird. done three New York away games. Mm-hmm. A win, a loss, and a draw. It's a mixed oh. bag. Okay. Yeah. All right. I was expecting some bad news, but okay. So what you're saying is we're due for a win with him. We're due. We are. We are. We're due for a home win with him. That's for sure. There we go. There we go. Don't lose hope, folks. Don't lose hope. Um, all right. Bring it. He's not. He's not one of those symbolic refs that we've had to deal with that that make drama for themselves and become the story. He doesn't come across as that guy, so we can at least say that about him. Famous last words, I know, but all right. Saying we got a chance, I'll take that. Cool. All right, let's throw it back to our supporters here. Um, let's see some comments from you guys before we get into our our standard usual move. Uh, all the way up, all the way up. All right, Rastagari. He's making fun of me because I brought up an album from 1994. I know it's been that long, people. He says, Black Hole Sun was such a great video. Heavy rotation MTV actually played music videos. Yeah, I know. Miss uh, days, miss those days. The good old days. Uh, Rastagari also says. Gary, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'll post a Soundgarden song on the Black and Gold Vinyl Club account tomorrow. Love it. Love it. There we go. I'm telling you, Soundgarden, amazing stuff. Uh, Beast says, congrats on turning 21, Bam. Got to party hard when you come to LA. 21. We'll take it, right, Bam? We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I'll take that 14 years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. 14 years of added time. That's what it exactly. is. 21st minute, 14 years of added time. <laughs> 14th anniversary of 2021. Uh, <laughs> there it is. 
Beast, no lie, Tony looks like a coach for a moment. It looked like he was editing the final game plan to hand Dolo. Are you working tape now, man? Is that what's going on? <laughs> I they know better than I do. Is just maybe maybe they need some help, but I don't think they need my help. I think they got it pretty down. Questionables. I would love to be in that in that meeting for the Carson games because I would love to hear how that happened, what happened, but again, who knows? Things getting thrown. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh Beast, I want a Poco to play full 90. There's his opinion on that. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe. Uh Beast also says, I'm sure Red Bulls feel good being the new the real New York team, but then again, who does New York really go for? And that's NYCFC. Must hurt Red Bull supporter knowing that NYCFC has won it all before them. Yeah, it's got to hurt. Did you see social media when they were making fun of, uh, you know, can't find a cup at, at their stadium and they were dumb enough to respond? That was amazing. That was, that was, can't find any cup here. Yeah. Third, that, that, that was some good, some good banter. Beautiful banter. Um, keep it up, guys. Keep it up, NYCFC supporters. I mean, you, you own the rivalry now, you don't have a home. But you own the rivalry, so uh, I don't know. The games look better at, sh- at, at at the Mets Stadium than they do at Yankee Stadium. I, that's my thought on it, but that's just me. Uh, again, good luck to them. Hopefully, they get it. Red Bulls—they're happy where they're at. Blah. Welcome to New Jersey, but yeah, it's a beautiful stadium, though. What was it? What was it? The old school jersey? What was it? It was New York slash New Jersey. Uh... Oh, Metro Stars. Yeah. Yeah, with the racing taxi alternative logo. Mm-hmm. Actually, do they looked like AC Milan like for a little bit there? They had stripes and all that, so it looked kind of cool. Yeah, um, their first jerseys were wild, but um, that was all in the last Dude, everybody had the weird pattern in the first year. Yeah, funny times. Um, interesting from Beast is the Hudson Derby. Big as our derby, nothing is as big as our derby in MLS. Man. We're, we're, we're the we're the crazy one. Now they've had it crazy incidents in their in theirs mm-hmm. outside of the stadium. There's been some nonsense, but um, it's still a good one. You know, my one scarf trade though that I do have is a a Red Bull scarf that was celebrating. I was cracking up when I was looking at it when they beat um, NYCFC seven one. And so there's just sevens all over the scarf. It's a commemorative uh, New York is red scarf. So it's serious enough for them to do that. I'll, I'll, so I'll, say, it's, I'll say it's one of the biggest in the East. Yeah. How oh, much yeah. Does it, I was going to say, how much does it hurt to own that scarf when that team is owned by a, a German team that shouldn't be in the league? Oh man, yes. Nobody loves Red Bull. We all know that. I like the drink. Not gonna lie, but yeah, the story of how Red Bull kind of takes over teams and all that is not the the happiest thing to talk about. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, villains in, in the Bundesliga—that's what they are. So, yeah, without a doubt, uh, they do have a nice stadium, and NYCFC has to play there every once in a while when their their house is not available. So they do have that knock. That's for I'll, sure. I'll segue that to actual LAFC news. Um, we have a your boys at Byron are looking at one of our youth players. Not surprised. 
Who is it, sir? Christian Torres. Right. I would not be surprised. I mean, they did so well with Davies. They got to be feeling a bit, you know, hey, we did good this one, so maybe not. You know, maybe, maybe we'll do it again. You know, like, it's cool if it, if it goes that way. Um, they're known for developing. That's for sure. He'd grow there. I got one of the best second sides. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, minutes though, like the big team, he's going to go there for development if that happens and a nice paycheck, but yeah, I'd rather see him develop here to be honest. Uh, Marvin, I like this one. He says, did y'all see ESPN said LAFC are the number one most entertaining team to watch in MLS? That was a weird article how the dude was comparing each club to a European side. Did you guys see? I think we got compared to like Nice or something like that. It was an odd comparison. So, um, yeah, yes, it, it was rather entertaining to read. Uh, you could tell he's got a Bundesliga slant, which is cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, he was kind of accurate though. I got to say on who he says is entertaining and who's not entertaining. Like it is legit. Um, we are the show. We are always a bit of a circus, right? Uh, we don't know what our team's going to bring each week, but we know they're going to, we're going to be exciting. So, uh, and usually on the right side of things. So yes, you're in for, you're in for fireworks when you watch an LAFC match. That's for certain. But yeah, good Marvin for bringing that one up, man. Uh, <laughs> he brings up Carson how they were 15th. Um, yeah, nobody cares. Nobody cares. This is um, we put a good you... product on the field. That's the whole thing. As much as MLS is a product, we put a good product and a winning product at the moment in the five years that we've been in the league. I mean, to be, to be real, guys, the only people that actually keep them relevant and talk about them is us and whoever plays them that week. That that's about it. So <laughs> the media doesn't care. Nobody cares, right? It's others that just talk about them because they have to. So yeah. Oh yes, the Monaco comparison. That's the French side that he compared us to. Hey, a really interesting article. Go check it out. Uh, Beast is with me. Wants Torres to develop here. I do too, because honestly. I'm jonesing for him to get minutes again after he scored against Portland, what, last year? Or the year before that. Um, to, to, to get him a shot again would be cool. So I'm with Beast on that one. Good stuff, guys, on your comments today. Well done, well done. All right. So uh, fast episode, that's for sure. But, you know, when we got a Sunday match and stuff's going down, that's how things work. So, uh, again, thank you guys for for jumping on, contributing to what we do. So I guess it brings us to that moment, right, boys? Uh, the final comments of the day. Luck of the draw. I'm going to go with Tony while he still has internet. Um, <laughs> I knew that was going to be the question. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tony, you have the floor, sir. Um, show up on Sunday early as you possibly can because it is going to be – a shit show in traffic. You know how it is. Noon games always suck. So get there, drink early, get some breakfast burritos, get some pride churros. Um, get the pride kit if you're available to. I saw the pride hat. Maybe there's something else that they're releasing. I have no idea. We'll see. Um, shout out to Bert. I met you at the watch party. It was cool hanging out with you, talking some soccer and drinking some beers with you. So thank you for shouting out and uh, 
like I told you before at the watch party, the invitation's always welcome. And um, let's get these three points pushed through it, and so we can go against Dallas and destroy them. And I hope it's a 10-0 loss because F Dallas. And let's go LAFC. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Love it, man. All right, Bam, you got the floor. Um, everyone that's going to the game this weekend, we've got another 5 a.m. kickoff for me, but it's going to be on ESPN again this time, so it should be good for me to wake up in my nice warm bed on a cold winter morning to watch the game. Um, tomorrow, if you get a chance, chuck on the Vegas game. You know, they've won the last two games. They had a 3-0 win against Orange County and a 2-1 win against San Diego Loyal. They're playing Phoenix, who are one point behind them in ninth at the moment. They're sitting eighth in the Western. So if you get a chance, chuck that game on. be interesting to see who is going to be playing for them from LAFC, see if Trejo can do. I know Cal Jennings with his goal in the last game is now the all-time leading goal scorer for him. So that's quite quite good. Um, something random too, if you guys are bored on Saturday, a um, bit of Australian flair going on at the in uh, Orange on Saturday, the SoCal Cup, Cup, Cup round one of the eight, AFL in LA. Yes, there is AFL in LA. You've got... uh, yeah, I heard about that league. I thought, I thought they were going to do XFL because there's like AFL, XFL, USF. I don't even know. There's too many China yeah. football leagues that try so to. So Aussie deal. rules football, football. in OC. Oh, yep. Hmm. That's, that's... So, um, Where are they what playing at there, man? Like, what venue could support that? So the the three teams playing that day, you got the Orange County Giants, the San Diego Lions, and the LA Dragons. The game's going to be held at 2800 East La Verta Avenue, Orange. It's at La Verta Primary, I believe, they'll be playing at. It's a school. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Hey, man. Yep, so- you got to start somewhere. <laughs> exactly. The first game starts at 10 a.m. Um, the game's been going for about 40 minutes, I think two 20-minute halves. Um, so there's three games being played between those three teams. So if you're bored, if you're out that way, stop in, have a look at some Australian football, and go from there. Nice. Good Good call, sir. Good call. If you, if you want to go check out some Aussie rules football and get get a taster for what Bam has to deal with every week on his his media, because uh, it's madness over there, madness. So good on him. All right. And so I one, guess it's, one more thing. Yes. Go one for more it. thing. Mm-hmm. If I'm correct, there's someone's birthday tomorrow from the club. I'm pretty sure. Who? He's. He, I'm pretty sure he's on Twitter at the moment posting stuff. You mean Rich? Rich? A happy no. birthday to the one and only Rich. LAFC Rich? If I'm yeah, really if correctly, it, I think it's tomorrow. Okay. Technically, today, your time. Exactly. So, happy Aussie birthday to Rich Orozco. <laughs> <laughs> Good call, Bam. Good call. So, uh, yes, guys, if it... it can you confirm, Bam? It's his, it's really the man's birthday. I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. All right, guys. So go out there and and hound him. 
Maybe for his birthday, we're going to get a player announcement. That sounds fitting. So have fun with that. Good on him. We love you, Rich. Thank you for all that you've done for all of us. Uh, and definitely we're going to have to uh, do something for you on Sunday. So there it is. There it is. Yeah, no. Nice. Going, going by LFT Larry's Instagram three minutes ago. Happy birthday to one of the most photographic and photogenic people you ever meet. The man who actually went street by street, block by block, <laughs> one by one to help build this club. Well done. Well done. Good call, Bam. Larry, Jarrett Larry just tipped it. So uh, there it is. Go wish the man a birthday. Uh, there's so much with this club. Talk about heartbeat, man. Uh, he's put in so much work for this club. Like, trust me. Um, yeah. Go send him your love. That's for sure. Happy birthday, Rich. For for certain. All right. My comments of the day. Time to close my, my story. Uh, ultimately, we have a big game against Red Bull at home. That is the story. Uh, we got to get it taken care of. They're second ranked in the East. This is no pushover. This will be a hard game for us. I know you look at the record and get yeah, not that great. Trust me. They're a good side. They're built for the playoffs. That's what they're built for. This is going to be a tough one. It will not be easy. Um, being Pride Day, calling it Pride Night is weird to me because it's a day game, but uh, definitely go out there. Uh, there's going to be a lot of festivities uh, related to Pride. Uh, a lot to celebrate, that is for sure. For sure. Um, I do know that there's going to be some on-field stuff going on as well, so get there early. There's going to be some in-the-stand stuff going on as well, so get there very early. Um, get there, get, get to the tailgate early as well. So you can join in, uh, get some dogs from Mauricio, right? Uh, let's make it happen. People, I will be speeding through and hopefully get there in time as I have to drive from TJ to the bank direct at 7am. Wish me luck. <laughs> Look at there as best I can people. Maybe I need a plane, right? There it is. We need, we need, we need an airborne, uh, response. Uh, to get me in the game. But yes, uh, I'll be there if I can get there and get through the traffic in time. Tony will be there. You know that. If you see us, say hi. Don't be strangers. We totally love it. Um, for the rest of you guys, thank you, thank you, thank you for your loyalty to the show, to the club, to the city, ultimately. Um, let's keep doing this thing because it, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, and of course, tradition. Tony, word of the day? Stay golden. And bam, stay golden. There we are. And from me to all of you, stay golden, Los Angeles. Thank you for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over.